Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, I have Dave Conley, co-founder and CEO of Nudge. Nudge is a automated client communication and collaboration tool that ensures that stuff gets done. <laughs> That's the most important part. It's making sure that the implementation piece of financial planning and financial advice gets done and done in a digital and effective manner. And with that, here's my interview with Dave. Dave, thanks for taking the time today. Oh, my pleasure. Happy to be here. So Dave Connolly, co-founder and CEO of Nudge. Tell us about Nudge. Yeah, so Nudge is really just trying to solve what we think is a shared pain point in the industry, which is helping clients take action on the advice that's given. Nudge is a platform that allows advisors to have a repeatable process for assigning action items to their clients. It sends timely reminders about those action items as they near their due dates and gives clients an easy way to communicate back if they have any questions or just to let their advisor know when they've completed something. Their clients don't need to register or log in, but if they do, they also have access to a shared to-do list where they can see everything that's up and coming. And then from an advisor's perspective, it gives them a place where they can check in and see across their client base where things stand at any given point in time. So they know which clients um, need any extra attention or who has something up and coming that's important for them to, to step in and help deal with. Excellent. So at the end of the day, what you're doing, all this stuff that we're supposed to do, you're the two-way checklist and more advanced than that, but the two-way checklist for making sure this gets done, essentially. Yeah. Coupled with reminders about things that need to get done. Well, because we all need reminders, that's for sure. So tell me about the history of the company and how it came to be. Sure. So my co-founder, Sean Erickson, has a firm here in Boston, Single Point Partners. And Sean and his firm kind of pride themselves on having a holistic approach to wealth management. And with that, following up with their clients throughout the course of the year about all of these different things in their financial lives that are in their best interest to take action on. They're regularly hearing from their clients and referrals alike that that handholding and that checking in is one of the biggest values that they bring to the table. I think it just comes down to everyone being really busy these days and having a trusted advisor reminding you to take action on these things that are really easy to kick down the road or just ignore is welcome. And at scale for Sean and his, and his firm, it was becoming more and more cumbersome. They talked about tracking down old emails or sifting through emails to try to figure out what was action and what was still outstanding or leaving reminders for themselves and their CRM to follow up and remind their clients. Sean even talked about losing sleep at night, worrying that maybe he was forgetting to remind a client about something important that they should be dealing with in a timely manner. So he figured there had to be a better way. And he recognized that, you know, in my CRM, I can assign action items internally, and that's going to send reminders to my clients and I can them to my staff and I can see where things are at. Why can't I do that with my clients? So that was the vision for Nudge. He brought it to me because I had just kind of finished up at my last startup. To be honest, I wasn't anxious to jump in and start a new company right away. It's taxing to go through that. And, and it took a bit of convincing. But as I learned more about where this industry was headed, it started to resonate. I was imagining financial advisors with some kind of an antiquated perspective on the industry. I thought of stock pickers and and people who are just investment okay. focused. <laughs> that's what Hollywood sells, right? Like that's like no one, no movie has ever done a, a financial planner perspective, right? They, you know, no one wants to look at a guy with a, with a bunch of different documents open, working on one piece of software for the entire day to produce a report. Like that is not Hollywood, basically uh, glamorization of the industry. So yes, it's no surprise that you thought that. <laughs> well, I mean, what I saw was something entirely different with Sean and his practice, which was that they were providing this huge value for their clients. In fact, since working with Sean, on Nudge. Now my my brother and his wife and my sister and her partner, they're clients of Sean's, you know, paying clients and aren't getting his services for free. And they talk about it being one of the best decisions they ever made because we're all really busy with our careers and everything else in life. And there's things that are in our best interest to 
deal with financially. And if you have an advisor that's actually like helping with that, it can be a huge value. And when he talked about nudge, it really started to resonate with me because it, it reminded me of like what my dad used to do for me and my siblings, which was, you know, nudge us in the right direction. Start a Roth IRA as soon as you're able to, as soon as you start working, you know, like as soon as you can afford to get out of the rent cycle, try to buy a place. And these things that have these long-term implications on your overall overall financial well-being require some kind of guidance earlier on in life. And the idea of working on a product that could have an impact on these advisors being able to do their jobs more efficiently and potentially optimize for better outcomes for their end clients was really compelling. I would agree. And I think at its core, you know, just going back to the financial planning day job, one of the things I always tell people is that, you know, at the end of the day, a financial plan without implementation is, is the equivalent of just expensive toilet paper. It's, it's pretty much pointless, right? Like, and what you're really doing with Nudge is you're facilitating, quite honestly, the hardest part of the entire process, which is making sure that everything that's supposed to be done as part of a plan, and not just a plan, but all the routine maintenance to get people to where they need to be gets done, both from the advisor perspective, yes, like through CRMs, but to get that client connected and to be a part of that process, that's been a gaping hole other than us picking up the phone and sending emails. I've talked to advisors. I mean, every every firm has a spectrum of clients, right? There's some that just get everything done. They seem to be rare. You My know, favorite ones. Yeah, <laughs> everyone has them. But then, you know, there's, there's a long trail of varying degrees of clients that are getting stuff done. And I've had advisors talk about clients that for a year and a half just have gotten nothing done. And they're like, honestly, my next meeting with them has to be me encouraging them to fire myself because I'm just another expense for them. If they're not going to do any of the stuff that I'm asking them to do, then the best thing they could do financially is not pay me to, to give them this advice that doesn't get implemented. And I think what we're learning is that advisors using Nudge and providing some voiceover around the use of nudge with their clients in the meeting, explaining that they're using this new technology to help make sure that nothing falls through the cracks and that everything is, is accounted for. That goes a long way in setting the playing field for expectations. And you're, you're establishing that this is important to us as your advisor to help you take action on the things that we're telling you are in your best interest to take action on. And then from an, the end client's perspective, what we're learning is that Having everything accounted for in one place and knowing that it's going to be sending you these reminders and having this tool be the, the third party in between the client and the advisor around the reminding really buys everyone peace of mind. We talk about there being a fine line between nudging and nagging, and no one wants to be a nag, right? And when we hear from advisors that you know they got 10 hours of their week back by using nudge, wow. they tell us like not only did we get 10 hours of our week back, but it's like the 10 hours that we really want back. It's it's the work that we don't like doing. No one, you know, no one likes that aspect of the job. And to have nudge handle that for you is just kind of like a weight's been lifted. Hey, 10 hours a week, man, that would I wouldn't give for an extra 10 hours. We're going to talk more after this. Anyway, so <laughs> that said, take me through the advisor's experience, right? So, okay, this sounds great. I want to save 10 hours. I want to facilitate all these reminders that you're doing. So talk to me about getting started. I, I don't know where to start as an advisor. What do I do? Sure. Well, first off, I should probably talk about our Baker's Dozen offering, which allows any advisor to sign up and try it out for free indefinitely for as long as they want for up to 13 contacts. Our Baker's Dozen offering has been almost as well received as Nudge itself. I think advisors are just tired of these seven-day free trials where they accidentally end up paying for something that they haven't had a chance to test out. So first off, come to Nudge, sign up for the Baker's Dozen, kick the tires on it, get comfortable with it before ever committing to a paid subscription. 
But then as far as getting started, we have integrations with Redtail and Wealthbox. We're working on integrations with other CRMs. Either way, we have a CSV import. So it's really easy to bring your contacts into Nudge. We can group them by households very seamlessly. And getting your contacts organized and imported takes a matter of minutes. And then the question is, how do you roll Nudge out in your process? What most advisors talk about, and I've met with five or 600 different firms now, is eerily similar. Some regular cadence of meetings with your clients, whether it be once or twice a year or more frequently, in those meetings, discussing their goals and aspirations and strategizing on how to help them achieve those goals. From that discussion, there's usually a list of things that the advisor can implement on their client's behalf. And then there's a list of things that the client needs to take action on themselves. Most advisors talk about summarizing what was discussed in that meeting and sharing that roadmap for who's going to do what next after the meeting. Does that kind of track with your process, Jason? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, um, there's only, yeah. there's only so many ways you can, you know, manage that. So what most advisors also talk about is the problem with that process is that their clients tend to get one or two things done in the near term. And then the rest tends to fall by the wayside. And then you're left trying to figure out when and how is the right way to follow up. So what we advocate for with Nudge is pretty much continuing with whatever your current process is, right? There's a lot of value in summarizing what was discussed in a meeting and even sharing that roadmap for who's going to do what next. But just let your clients know that in addition, you're going to take all these action items and put them into this new tool that's going to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks and help you stay organized and send them timely reminders as these things near their due dates and that they'll have an easy way to communicate back if they have any questions or just to let you know when they've completed something. So you would take each of those discrete action items that came out of a meeting or things that come up during the course of the year and create nudges for them. What goes into a nudge is not uh, different than what you would put into an email. You know, it's got a title, a details section, and then some parameters around when you want it to post and how you want the reminders to go out. And then Nudges handles the rest. Your clients will receive reminders either via email or text or push notification according to their preferences. They can install the Nudge app on their mobile device and have an ongoing shared to-do list with you. And then you have this new way of communicating back and forth with your clients. The nice thing is that the communications around particular action items stay associated with those action items. So when your clients have an opportunity to get in and and work on something, if there's been any back and forth between you and them about that task, it's all right there at their uh, disposal. A couple of pieces to dissect through that. So first off, okay, I've set this up and I take it I can create templates, right? Because I mean, if if I got a repeatable process, I should be able to repeat the nudges over and over again. Yep, yep. So sorry, I I failed to mention that in addition- making sure you talk about it. Yeah, no, we have- We have a library of templates that Nudge has authored, but you can create any number of templates for your own firm's service offerings. We're excited to be expanding on our library of templates. We're likely going to be crowdsourcing ideas for templates from our users in order to have geographically specific libraries. We have a lot of firms in Canada and UK. We're expanding into South Africa, Australia. So we want to make sure that we have these libraries of templates that are unique to different geographies. But yeah, there's um, a way to just use a template to grab that and then assign it to a client. One of the things we're really excited about is we're building out the ability to also assign a copy of the same nudge to groups of clients at the same time. So you can grab that template, grab a a group of clients that are all tagged the same way and say, I want to send a copy of this nudge to everyone in that group at the same time. Excellent. So now they basically, you've set this all up. They're going to get reminders. What are the different channels for which they receive it? So you mentioned the app. And of course, an app, you can get all those push reminders. What other options for communication are there? Yeah. So I um, I kind of glossed over it early on, but the nice thing about Nudge is that your clients don't need to register or log into a new tool. We recognized 
early on that pretty much every firm we met with had some cohort of clients that were just reluctant to register for something new or had login fatigue. And we wanted to make sure advisors could use Nudge across their client base regardless. So by default, these reminders go out by, even if a client is unregistered, an advisor can also invite them to receive text communications from Nudge. So email and text notification, if they register, they can also elect to receive push notifications and install the Nudge app on their mobile device. Excellent. So yeah, so you have multiple channels for that. Of course, email is the default. Do you have any data on what has the highest success rate? I mean, I've seen data, for example, on things like uh, calendar booking systems, right? If you include text reminders, the number of, of yeah. missed appointments yeah. just drops to the floor. So, so overall what data on text notifications is, is astounding, right? Something like three or four really? percent of all email communications ever get opened. I mean, not, not nudge email communications, but emails Fair are enough. Yeah. But meanwhile, something like 95% of all texts get open within the first five minutes. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, text notifications are more powerful than emails. One of the things that's really interesting that we just have been looking at in our data is that the majority of nudges require f- three reminders prior to being marked complete, which is telling, right? Like people need nudges. Yep. And how many advisors are reminding their clients three times about each discrete action item that they're asking them to, to take action on? But it makes sense, right? Because it's at the end of the day, the communication arrives at a time that it arrives for them. We have no idea what position they're in in their daily lives, right? And is that the time and place to get that thing done? Not necessarily, right? So is there a ability to set a reminder on a text? Not really, <laughs> right? So I, I get how, how that will fall by the wayside. But and staying on, like you said, do advisors follow up three times on a regular basis easily? No, there's no easy way to do that. I mean, no either way. I it's painful just for me to even consider that. So you may have- one of the things, sorry, not to interrupt, but one of the things that's interesting about what you just said with regard to do you reach them at the right time and at the most optimal time that they're going to be able to take action, Nudge allows recipients to specify their preferred time of day to receive reminders. And then in addition to that, on any discrete action item, they can specify a specific day or time to receive a notification about that action item. So we're really trying to empower recipients to have some control over when and how they get communicated with to optimize for the best possible outcomes. Well, that is fantastic because, I mean, at the end of the day, you can collect the data on your end as to when things get open and done and, you know, create best practices on your end. But everyone is their own individual, you know, unique exactly. snowflake, right? And if you're telling me that I can select what time, if I take care of my to-do items, say, on Sunday night at 6 p.m. after the kids are in bed and before I sit down to just take care of, like, bills and whatever, and this is my designated time for that, and I can just get those reminders then, wow, talk about effective. Right. That was one of the important things that Sean recognized. We, we really benefited from being incubated and, and kind of born out of a financial planning firm. So we had kind of intimate awareness of what the needs of financial planners were. And one of the things that I think Sean kind of astutely recognized was that he's always trying to reach his clients during normal business hours. And his clients are busy people during normal business hours. So his email communications would be lost under 30 or 40 email communications by the end of the day. So to allow his clients to specify, I want to receive communications from Sean first thing in the morning or at nine o'clock at night after the kids are in bed, you know, that's powerful. Now, one of the things you mentioned earlier was the difference between nagging and nudging. And, you know, you have as an advisor on your board, uh, Dr. Moira Summers, and those of you who recognize the name will immediately recognize the credibility there, who's a well-known psychologist in the space of in our field. Talk to me about how you guys as a whole, and, and Moira in particular, have helped to basically 
prevent the nagging? And, and, you know, what did she, what are some of the bigger insights she brought to the table that, uh, that you maybe didn't see for yourselves? Yeah. So we're super excited to have Dr. Summers Moira on the team. We met Moira back in um, 2019 at the XY planning networks event in St. Louis. We were presenting as a finalist in their fintech competition. And we were here talking about the importance of getting your clients to implement your advice. And Moira was there as their keynote speaker with her book, Advice That Sticks, talking about the importance of getting your clients to implement advice. So it was like just this. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, we've kept in touch with her over the years. And she joined the Nudge team in the summer. And it's just been, I mean, she's more than on our advisory board. She's an active participant on the team. And and it's been really awesome to have her on board. She's helping us think through what really is like the next phase for Nudge. So we set out to build this platform that allows advisors to have a repeatable process around managing their clients' action items and automate all of the follow-up. And that's working. And we're getting great feedback from our clients that it's working. The next phase for Nudge, the part that we're really excited about is how do we impact behavior change? How do we show that advisors that are using Nudge with their clients are, are getting a, a meaningful amount more done? And what can we do with the nudge system to help with that? How can we gamify it? How can we let clients just let their advisor know when they're not going to do something and, and let their advisor know why they're not going to do something? Because that's as insightful as them you know, getting stuff done. And more is helping us think through all of these nuances around how nudge works and even some things that we that didn't occur to us about the benefits of the tool. So she talks about the Zargonic effect, which is this well-documented kind of phenomenon around the burden that these things that we know we need to deal with, like have on our cognitive capabilities. So the example that I like to think about is if you know you need to have a checkup with your primary care physician, that can weigh on you knowing that you need to get that done. But once you schedule that appointment, like the burden's gone. Like even though you haven't had the checkup yet, just having it scheduled and knowing that that's happening on March 3rd, you're done. Right. Like you're like, all right, I don't even have to, I'm not stressing about that anymore. So just the simple fact of putting all the simple act of putting all of these action items into a list and having due dates associated with them, it can provide peace of mind for both clients and advisors to know that everything's accounted for. So more is helping us think through like all these different kind of behavioral components of nudge that we hadn't considered before. She's helping us think through the the timing and the cadence of the reminders, the language that can be used in the templates that we recommend to encourage users to take action. There's really just so much there that we're going to be moving into in the next year or so that we're really excited about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating because more often than not, a technologist's answer to this stuff is we'll just test this, A-B test this to death until we find a thing that works right. But I don't think you necessarily understand why it works or doesn't work when you do that sort of model. Having someone like Moira with her insight in place will, I think, probably inform that testing far better at the beginning, getting you closer to it than have, versus having to try, you know try seven thousand different shades of blue to pick on Google and also like the feedback that she would re, you know the seeing what would, comes back I'm sure she would have far more insight into it than just oh this works or doesn't work yeah yeah she's way smarter than us and we're <laughs> and we're happy to have her on the team <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't spoken to her I don't I don't doubt that um, so one other thing I want to commend you on I got to tell you not many not many companies are bold enough to put their their full roadmap and future roadmap on their website and let people vote on it smart smart and I see a bunch of things here that I'm happy to see you're looking at so be, be yeah, I mean, we want to be transparent and own what we we say we're going to do one of the things that's exciting for me for nudge is that we have that roadmap that we have conviction in 
a year's worth of enhancements or more to the tool. You know, I've worked at organizations in the past where you kind of you get your product out there and then you spend the next couple of years just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. But with Nudge, we actually have a lot of interesting, I think, ideas around future integrations, around enhancements with regard to behavioral change, optimizing the product to make it more powerful for advisors to streamline their workflow even further. And we're really excited to chase that down. We have a great engineering team in place and we have the resources to do it. So it's going to be an exciting uh, 2022 for Nudge along those lines. I would think so. I mean, it's, I think you're in such a good position in a lot of ways. I mean, besides the ability to push out to the multi-channels you have now, opening up your API is going to make it easier to people just integrate that stuff into their own portals, right? So you get to be, really, you're going to be the, the pipes in the background of a lot of this stuff to, to, to make people action. And I think that in particular, the insights you're garnering from the data you're gathering on what's working, what's not, where is oversight of that, that to me is the true value. It's the, you're going to have all this kind of insight on the efficacy of getting things done, which talking about saving time, you know, that 10 hour savings just be, continues to expand if you keep, if you get that right. Yeah. And not just the time savings, but potentially op- optimizing for better outcomes, right? Because yeah, if you don't get people to take action on your advice, assuming the advice is sound, <laughs> then you're not going to have the outcomes that are, are potentially there. So the combination of the two things makes it really very rewarding to work on. I have no doubt, especially because, I mean, we're talking about when you zoom out and I think you you stop to think about the fact that you're going to be part of the pipes that basically get actions to be taken to better people's lives through the financial planning services they're delivering. So you're, you know, you're going to be a vital component in ensuring that they get to retirement, they put their kids through school, they get to all those goals. And you're just increasing the probability of that happening. It's got to be a rewarding you know, <laughs> contemplation when you think about just, just how much you're helping there. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you find yourself working on software and in, in the tech world, there's lots of opportunity to work on on things that don't have that kind of potential for benefiting society. So it's nice to find the time to work on one that that really potentially could be there. We offer Nudge for free to nonprofits in this space. We have relationships with several that are using Nudge to, you know, reach different demographics, which we think is really awesome. You know, there's lots of room for not just formal financial advisors to use Nudge, but for financial coaches, for organizations that are trying to help the impoverished get out of their current situation. And a lot of those, you know, it's the same problem, right? You got to get people to take action. You got to get people to implement the advice that's given. And if we can help with that, then that in the same way would be really rewarding. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the grand frustration of so many advisors as well. They won't take my advice. And oftentimes the response is what's the follow-up. And by the way, when's the last time you went to the gym? Right. So like we all know what needs to be done. Right. And we all get frustrated when other people don't listen, but how much do we listen ourselves? It's just, it's just human nature, right? It's human nature. Yeah. And that's, that's where Moira's kind of insights really come, come in handy because she understands the human nature better than, than we do ourselves. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, there's three questions I ask everybody on a positive note. The first one is if you had one wish for something you can change in your company or the industry as a whole, what would it be? So one of the things that's been really great about Nudge is that it's kind of self-selecting I mentioned earlier that I've met with five or 600 firms and, you know, maybe thousands of advisors now. And, and I'm only talking to really great people who are concerned with their clients actually taking action on their advice, because there is still that other spectrum of the financial services industry that are like set it and forget it planners. You know, here's your plan and it's a document and I'll see you in a year and, and hope that you do something. They're not really 
reaching out to nudge because they don't have this pain point of trying to help their clients take action on things. One of the things that we think is that the industry is shifting. We think that that there is a more educated consumer that's demanding a higher level of service. And my hope for the industry is that everyone becomes planning first kind of focused. And we listen to Brendan Fraser's The Human Side of Money podcast. And we were like really into like Brian Portnoy's like funded contentment and this idea that like you got to get to know the people that you're working with and figure out what their goals are in life and help them actually think through that rather than just always chasing this arbitrary number that keeps getting bigger and, and get into like this, this human side planning kind of centric world. I think, you know, if the industry could land there or get there faster, then that would be good for everybody. I think advisors would have a more rewarding career and I think their clients would have better outcomes. Yeah. One, you're preaching to the choir here. And I'd like to say, you know, so much of this time of, of people's time in this industry is spent selling or talking about something we have no control over, which is what happens to the markets in any given day. And the stuff that we have control over, which is helping facilitate change in clients' lives through planning, is the thing that we don't, that the food industry doesn't focus enough on. And when you look at what has the bigger reward long term, once you've established a diversified, properly managed portfolio, the planning side has the far greater ROI in terms of time spent on someone's life. Someone's life. So, um, yeah, on, on the same page, <laughs> in a big way. Second question for you is what's been the biggest challenge in getting nudged to where it is today? There's a lot to do to get a product to market. There is kind of a tried and true path in technology, at least within the last you know 10 years of getting your MVP out there and letting your users be your testers and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. We didn't really have that luxury with Nudge. We were incubated at Sean's firm. Sean was always going to be, single point partners were always going to be our first clients that tested it out. Sean had a really high bar for what he was comfortable sharing with his clients. You know, Nudge is not a back office tool. It's, ta- it's basically taking your CRM and your this idea of contacts and making them into real users on the other side that are receiving communications from you via this automated platform. And, and we recognized that we couldn't just release an MVP that was buggy or that had issues. So... It was a long haul to get to something that we were proud of to get in market. So that was, that's a challenge to exist for a year and a half without actually having users using your product. Yeah. But um, at this point now, it's, it's, it's about brand awareness, trying to figure out how to get nudge in front of more, in front of more advisors and, and hopefully in getting more advisors using the platform, get more feedback from them about, you know, how we can make it better and, and incorporate that feedback in and, you know, just get the whole thing spinning. So we're in a good place now. Yeah. And this is why I like having one or two people or a handful of clients who don't mind the buggy stuff and like to give me tech feedback because that's valuable. <laughs> Otherwise, no, you have to put out a polished product to everyone because no one, you know, except for the handful of people I have in my book, uh, no one wants to be the test case. So last question for you is what excites you the most about what it is you're working on and gets you out of bed every morning to keep on fighting a good fight on this? Yeah, I feel like I've talked already about some of the the things that make nudge rewarding for me. There's a potential here that we could help people. The clients, the advisors that are using nudge, like I said, they they seem to be really good people that are concerned with helping their their clients. And if we can help them do their job better and more efficiently, then they can help more clients and help more clients with potentially a higher level of service, which is encouraging. If we can help end clients take action on more things, then we can help them have better outcomes and have more meaningful or at least healthier financial lives. That's all really encouraging. I've also been able to 
to create uh, or to build a team working on nudge of people that I really enjoy working with. And that I'm sure, you know, and appreciate the people you're working with makes all the difference. It's exciting. It's really exciting to be in a position where you're working on something that you think could have a positive impact on the world and working with people that you enjoy working with in the process. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, <laughs> they can either drag you down or they can lift you up, right? So always better to have the latter than the uh, former. So Dave, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And I highly encourage everyone to take a look at, uh, at Nudge if they're involved in planning and implementation. So love what you're doing. Keep it up. Thank you for the opportunity to share what we're doing with with your, um, I'd say viewership, but I guess it's like a with your audience. No, it's a listening audience. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks again. My pleasure. So that was this week's episode of FinTech Impact. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you, like I said, are involved in making sure clients get stuff done, it is definitely worth taking a look. And with the free tier of 13 households, you have no excuse other than finding the time. So find the time and make it a priority. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.